Hi, this is Sarah O'Brien, founder of So Tell Your Story, a marketing firm dedicated to guiding simple marketing strategies that can make a big impact for small businesses. In my podcast, Fighting Her Corner, I am exploring real-life stories about the obstacles women overcome and decisions they face when growing their career and family. Join me to hear informative and empowering career journeys from women in all walks of life. Whether staying in her chosen profession or starting a new one after having children, starting her own small business, staying at home with her kids, or deciding to focus on her career and not have children at all, Every woman has a story about the challenges she has met and criticism she faces in her choices as she works on building the life of her dreams. Even though we have made so much progress in recent years, Fighting Her Corner puts a spotlight on how far we have to go for women to feel like they can make the best choices for themselves and their families, while still being celebrated, appreciated, and able to live their best lives. The more we talk about this subject, the more apparent it is that every woman has a story. I'm so excited to be doing this finally. Uh, Like most things in life, I feel slightly underprepared, but I'm just going to do it because the idea for this podcast has been living in my head now for over a year. And in this first episode, I talk about the journey of creating this podcast and why I'm obsessed with hearing women's stories and what I hope to achieve by bringing these stories to you. And the journey really began for me, um, it was during a cocktail hour I was attending for my husband's job. And in his line of work, uh, many of the spouses have chosen to be stay-at-home moms, though that is changing more and more. And I was speaking to this woman who I had just met. She was probably in her 50s, and she was giving me the highlight reel of her life. I'll be honest, I don't really remember specifics, but I remember her telling me something along the lines of, I had a career, then I had my kids, and I quit my job and stayed home. We then went on to talk about other things, but what she said really stayed with me. I really wanted to halt the entire conversation and pretend we were best friends and start asking her things like, oh my God, how did that make you feel? Were you lonely? Did it fulfill you? Did you wish you could have stayed in your profession if the company or the organization you were with was more flexible or if your husband's job was more flexible? But I didn't. I I just went along with polite conversation. But it was from that experience that this podcast was born. I wanted to get to the heart of more stories like hers. And since then, I've started telling people about wanting to create this podcast, and nearly every single woman who I've mentioned it to has told me their own story. It's almost like they had been waiting for someone to ask them so they could tell it. And many preface it with something along the lines of, oh, my story is not that interesting. But I have this fascination with hearing these many times untold stories and bringing them to light. I want to hear about the woman who took a lower paying job or different career path to get more flexibility, only to work twice as much as she did in her previous profession, probably after her kids were in bed. And I want to hear about the woman who had to stay in her chosen profession because she didn't have a choice, but she's miserable and wishing she could stay home or choose a different path. And I want to hear about the woman who left a career to stay at home 
but doesn't feel fulfilled and wishes she could work. Or the woman who left a career to stay at home and is thrilled with her life. Another angle I'm looking to explore is the fact that women are still severely underrepresented in leadership positions and what companies can do to change that. As I was looking into this topic, I found some really interesting stats. One is that since 1979, around the time I was born, the proportion of working age women with a full-time job has gone from 28.6% to 40.7%, which is about a 42% increase. And I think, you know, we're probably not all that surprised by that. And I think it's an encouraging stat. You know, more women are joining the workforce. But just looking at the amount of women, women in the workforce is really only one part of the picture because it doesn't tell us what those women are actually doing in the workforce. For example, at the top 500 U.S. companies, women occupy only 21% of board seats and 5.2% of CEO positions. So to put that into perspective, if you went into an executive meeting with 10 people, only two would be women. And one-third of all businesses globally have no women in these C-suite roles. So to say that in a different way, one-third of all businesses are just led by men. And I'm not really surprised by this, but at the same time, it makes me feel all sorts of things. I truly believe the world has so much to gain if more women were in places of leadership, bringing their perspectives, their creativity, and their unique approach to getting shit done. And I really want to get to the bottom of why that is happening. Because women are entering the workforce, but they aren't staying on the same path as men. Why is that? I want to talk to women about their journeys and what prevented them from reaching for that C-level position or what held them back from a seat at the executive table. And we're at such a unique moment in history where women's voices are really being heard. And so much has been brought to light about the terrible conditions women have been working under. Just recently, the headlines, I saw the headlines that Wynn Resorts appointed three women to its board of directors and the company coined it as a new era after their former CEO, Steve Wynn, stepped out in light of these allegations of sexual misconduct earlier this year. So we have this new era that is ripe for women to step into these leadership roles. And my question is, how can we get more women in those seats that want to be there? So barring any harassment or intentional oppression of women in a company's environment, my hunch is that many more leadership seats could be occupied by women if companies and organizations met working parents halfway in terms of flexibility. For me personally, I've always worked at companies who have given me amazing support since becoming a parent. And I oftentimes think about what it would have been like if I hadn't had that support. I've also been married to someone who has had flexibility, which is another game changer for me. And I know that every case is unique, every industry is unique, and every person is unique, and that's why I want to hear these real-life stories. And while this is something that I'm passionate about exploring, this is not just a woman's issue. Remember that stat earlier about the proportion of working-age women with a full-time job going up about 42% since 1979? 
Well, that same report showed that if women's employment patterns had remained the same in the last three decades, the economy would be about 11% smaller. That is nearly equal to government spending on Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. So needless to say, this is not just a woman's issue or even a company's issue. We all have a lot to gain by changing the structural reasons that women stay home or don't reach for those higher level jobs when they would have liked to. And so one of the structural reasons I've mentioned is flexibility within the workplace, but other things can hold women back. One of which is the work that is put on them outside of their day job. Again, as I was looking around on this topic, I found that um, according to the World Bank, women devote one to three hours more a day to housework than men, and two to time, sorry, two to 10 times the amount of time a day to care for children, the elderly, or the sick. (laughs) I laugh about this because so many women say that, but I doubt they know there is a stat about it. So women out there, there's your stat. And I can see how many women would reach a breaking point of just not being able to manage it all. We just don't have that many hours in a day. And I can see how many working women would sacrifice their career path I'm talking about taking a lower role with less visibility or a more flexible job to get more time back in their day, more time with their families. And again, my own personal situation has been one in which my husband has flexibility with his career, but he was also raised by a single mother. So he's not shy about sharing household and childcare responsibilities with me. And because of that, I have been able to devote time to growing my career And if I hadn't been in that situation, I have no idea what my career path would have looked like, or even if I could have stayed the course in a full-time job at all. Okay, I want to take a little break here to point out a few caveats. The first one is, I know that single moms and parents don't even have the option of a spouse that shares responsibilities, and I salute you all. (laughs) Really, I want to interview you in this podcast so we can hear your voice and your story. Uh, The second is that I know certain industries have an easier time offering flexibilities than others. Industries like healthcare, education, or other type of work that you need boots on the ground to do the job can't offer the same flexibility as, let's say, a tech startup. I also want to interview you. Three, I do know very well that many women do not want to sit at the executive table and are much happier staying at home or taking a different career path. I want to hear your stories too about why or about how you were able to create your best life. I also want to make it clear that I don't have all the answers and that's why I want to learn more. What I do know is that the more open we are to having this conversation and the more open companies and organizations are to hearing from their employees about what they need or want to make their work and home lives more balanced, the more working parents will be able to be the best parents and employees they can be. Okay, so quick break and caveats aside. One of the most inspiring stories I have read about this topic, it ran in a lot of different publications, but I got this one from today.com. It was about Michelle Obama, who went to a job interview with her newborn baby. Her youngest daughter, Sasha, was only four months old, and Michelle had just lost her babysitter. And in the interview, she coined it as, quote, probably the worst time of motherhood. I think we all know that feeling as parents. So the University of Chicago Medical Center called her 
asking her to come in for an interview. She was a breastfeeding mother and didn't have a babysitter, so she took the baby with her. (laughs) And she told them, quote, Look, this is who I am. I've got a husband who's away. I've got two little babies. They are my priority. If you want me to do the job, you've got to pay me to do the job, and you've got to give me flexibility, end quote. And she eventually became one of the hospital's vice presidents, which is amazing. And she described it as a great experience because the employer put her family first, and she felt like she owed the the hospital because they were supporting her. So obviously I'll be working on getting Michelle to tell us her story firsthand on this podcast one day soon, but in the meantime, I just love this example because it really portrays what a working mom can achieve and what a company or an organization can gain by meeting working parents halfway. And unfortunately, we all know that story is few and far between, and a lot of working moms and dads can't dictate those kind of employment terms. But I suspect that oftentimes women don't feel empowered to ask for what they need or want. And my hope is that this podcast is a place where women can explore what it would look like for them to feel supported and fulfilled in their chosen profession so they can be the best parents and employees they can be. And I really believe we are all working toward the same goal, which is to do what's best and provide for ourselves and for our families. And many times we are met with a situation in which we have to really fight our corner. And my objective with this podcast is to bring these stories to listeners and be the catalyst for women or men to talk about their experiences in a way they haven't before. And my hope is that there are other women going through something similar and it will inspire them, encourage them to keep going, or maybe make a change that is a long time coming. I look forward to sharing this journey with you all. Thank you for joining me for Fighting Her Corner. If you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate, subscribe, and review in your app. Please let me know what types of stories you want to hear or if you have an interesting story you'd like to share.